It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... Uh... I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to the Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Okay, so there's some conflicting reports, which is great because I think Otani got a hold of my Otake 17 campaign. So I'm going to work quick here. Uh, time is of the essence, obviously. And um, we got, I'm going to be a little quiet because my seven-month-old Shokai is asleep. And I changed his name for this shit, too. So here we go. As mentioned, plenty of different sizes in the 17 um, department. I mean, I already have your mom ready to go. Um, so everything's good there. We have some like bedazzled. If you want to go bedazzled with it, you could wear this if you'd like. Um, or you could, uh, you know, someone on your arm maybe could wear, I mean, whatever, right? Totally. So talk about bedazzled, uh, plenty of different, um, purses and stuff. Obviously I could, I could pick off the beading right here, but you know, got the 17. Um, I think if I just literally just like covered this with silver, like uh Sharpie, I don't think anyone's going to notice that that's not you. Um, it kind of looks like you and, um, yeah, I think we'll be fine there. Um, like I said, plenty of 17 stuff. Um, uh, oof, that's for it. Sorry, it's at nighttime. I wear that. Um, and then literally look at Shohei Like Again, no one's going to know. And I will throw in this amazing um, crew neck. Obviously, if at any point in time, I'm sure Jonas could like put your face right there. That's fine. Um, and then this is what I was going to wear, honestly. Like this was it. Like for you coming, like I'm still going to wear this because I, I agree with that, you know, so just come on. All right. It was time for baseballs and boring to wait in on the Shohei Itani deal, the Shohei Itani news. We've had a lot of podcasts dealing with Itani in various ways, and we'll continue to have those podcasts. We'll continue to have those takes, but I just wanted to weigh on in and check on in as we head on to this new week, because I don't know if you know this, Shohei Itani is now a Dodger. Yes, Shohei Tani is now a Dodger. 10 years, $700 million. However, you, you want to slice it. And what you just heard was the Godfather's wife, Mrs. Godfather, 
Ashley Kelly, who is the wife to Joe Kelly. And Ashley took to Instagram just before this deal got done and professed her intention of uh, implementing or how she has already implemented the O Take 17 campaign, as you just heard. And it was obviously with all the chaos and hubbub around number 17, Joe came on Baseballs and Boring and said that in order for Shohei to get number 17, if both signs with the Dodgers, that it would take either a really, really nice car or one-eighth of his contractor bill for the new house that he's building. Now, that became maybe an upgrade of his current truck, uh, but a text to Joe Immediately after the Otani deal was announced, and by the way, congratulations to Shohei Otani on announcing the deal on his own Instagram. But I texted Joe. He said they haven't had any formal discussions with the Dodgers or Shohei Otani about the number, but he just assumes that he probably will give it up to him in one way, shape, or form. But boy, as Mike Cameron said, as Mike Cameron responded to my tweet on the matter, He's in a pretty good spot, Joe is. That's going to be fun. But congratulations to Ashley Kelly. Well, the best part about that that audio that I love is her subtly saying that she renamed her, her baby, the most recent Kelly, Kai, Kai Kelly, Shokai, Shokai Kelly. So I thought that was a subtle bit of awesomeness. All right. Well, what Joe had said, as we said, what when it comes to the number. And we're going to have Rich Hill on. Uh, I believe it's dropping Monday morning. And one of the things he talks about is the dynamic and the protocol when it comes to numbers, of giving up numbers. And, and he agrees with Joe is that it's usually a service time thing. And with Joe Kelly, it's like more than 11 years of service time, obviously, Obviously, as good as Otani is, he doesn't, but there is usually a protocol, and Rich Hill gives an example. So let's just wait back and see all that shakes out. All right, that's just a small piece of the puzzle. It's a fun one, but it's a small piece of the puzzle. I'm going with the Ashley Kelly gut, by the way, gut Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. I'm going to go with that. We'll just continue that narrative. Some other Otani thoughts, because there's a lot of them. I just want to surface another front of the program, another front of the podcast, Jacob Turner. At Jacob Turner, former first rounder, now a financial whiz. And I want to read the tweet that he had, which I think covers a lot of stuff. It just does. I mean, there's no other way to do this. So Jacob Turner, you can go back in the baseballs and boring archives to have to look at uh, or to listen to his episode. It was really, really good. So here's what Jacob tweets. Oshoi Itani just signed a $700 million contract, the largest deal in MLB by over $250 million. Here's everything you need to know. Context. The Colorado Rockies owner is worth $700 million. Eight MLB teams will have a payroll less than Otani's salary in 2024. LeBron James' career on-court earnings to date are $530 million. The Oakland A's payroll for the last 10 years was a combined $667 million. The, the more than $26 million gap between the top yearly MLB salaries, Otani and Verlander, is greater than Bryce Harper's current yearly salary. Ah, all right. All right. Now, in terms of the actual contract, this is where it gets good. Otani will pay 
53% in federal and state taxes. Nez Bayelo, Otani's agent, will earn $35 million. His agent will earn $35 million. Otani will earn $191,780,000 per day for the next 3,650 days. $294 million, estimated take home, would earn more than $15 million in one year T bills. Contract deferrals lower the net present value to $50 million per year. All right, here's the, his value. One war, win above replacement, is worth $8 million. Oitani had 10 war, see, uh, 10 war season in 2023, value him obviously at $80 million. He could win the Cy Young and Silver Slugger in the same year. Otani is a folk hero in Japan, which has a population of 123 million people. His 6.3 million Instagram followers are millions more than any MLB player. Not even close. All right, so follow Jacob Turner, the Jake, at the Jacob Turner, if you want to get the what's what when it comes to reality of this contract. Another part of this whole deal, the fan bases. The fan, I love the Dodgers fan base. They are so unique and so passionate. And obviously part of that is because they've been really, really successful, but they have a lot of different personalities. We obviously know we've documented Joe and, and you know, that's one mural. Unlike the Angels mural that just came down from Angel Stadium of Shohei Atani, Joe Kelly's mural is not coming down at Dodger Stadium. Still right there when you're, you're greeted with him when you come in the gate up top in Dodger Stadium. So such a great fan base, Mookie, Otani, uh, across the board in, in Freeman, Freddie Freeman. So you, you have win, you have a winning culture, you have a winning team, a team that has won and this, this fan base that has come to expect to win. But also again, a lot of personality and you can say, oh, let's like show up late and leave early. But believe me. It is, it is a very passionate, very unique fan base. And we saw that once again. All right. The other fan base that lost out on this, that got a lot of buzz in the last week or so are the Blue Jays fan base. Yeah, man. I feel bad for them. I feel you have, you see that with any fan base. Anytime you finish second after the anticipation, especially after what had happened over the course of the leading, days leading up and the day leading up, the expectations, the jet and the restaurant rented out by Kikuchi and, and all of this stuff, fake press conferences and, and Otani going down in Dunedin last week, all of that. You get all amped up. And it, even with all the players you have on that team, the great players, you know, the Blue Jays were out of nowhere. The Blue Jays, let's be honest about that. The Blue Jays were out of nowhere as of maybe like a month ago, maybe even a couple of weeks ago. They had a good team, a talented team, one of the most talented teams in the American League. But for them to get involved in something like this, people at first were like, oh, really? Really? And we had Ben Nicholson Smith on of Sportsnet, and he had a great take on it. He had a great perspective on it. Why? Otani would be interested, why the Blue Jays would be interested, and he hit the nail on the head. But at the end of the day, what you hear is you hear that the Dodgers just say, you know what, um, we'll, we'll add another $100 million to this. I don't know if that's true, but it reaches a point where uh, you know you can only do so much, 
And maybe that was the ultimate factor. I don't know. 100, 100 million would suggest that it is. But for the Blue Jays, here you go, Blue Jays fans. Let me give this gift to you. All right? You still get you. You know now you have money, right? Even though Otani is is a unicorn in respect of when it comes to the business side of things, you're making money off the field like no other player, no other athlete makes money off the field. So you know you have money. You know you are maybe an aggressive. You know you take you want to take advantage of this two year window with with Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. You still are one of the most talented teams, and. You're also part of the Cool Kids Club. You are part of the Cool Kids Club in terms of being a spot where you can actually be in the conversation for the most coveted free agent in the history of baseball. You did that. Congratulations. I'm not saying put up the banner. Hey, we're part of the Cool Kids Club. We put a runner-up for Shohei Itani. But still, understand, Like, if I'm the Blue Jays, I got to imagine, it's not like you're just going to not do anything now. And yes, for position players, it becomes a little more difficult. That's the challenge. There's no question about it. But if you want to take on a contract, if you want to take on, if you want to trade for somebody, you can do it. If you want to, if you want to allocate more money than you were expected to for a player that maybe isn't as worth it that you think, I don't know, go back after Chapman. I don't know, but do it. Do whatever you need to do, you can do. And you've shown that you can do that. There is no limitations. There's no, you know, with Texas Rangers all of a sudden, well, you're drawn back a little bit because you don't know about the cable deal. The Blue Jays, all these years, we looked at the Blue Jays and said, Ted Rogers has all this money and they have all this money. They're not spending it. They're not at the big boys table. Well, now you're part of the Cool Kids Club, the Mets, the Padres, well, Maybe not the Padres, but the Mets, right? The Dodgers, the Yankees, like these teams. You are in it. You are in it. Congratulations, Blue Jays. You finished second, but you're part of the cool kids club. All right. So about it's not about winning the offseason. We all know that. We all learned that lesson. We all get excited about the Padres and the Mets last year. I don't know if you know this, but neither one made the playoffs. But still... There is something to be said for putting your best foot forward and getting a fan base excited and feeling like you're going to be able to be in it heading into the season. Where, you know, playing the long game, the patience thing, it's a tough one. Sure, teams can point to the Orioles, but let's be real about this. How long it took the Orioles to get there. And, and also, how long over the course of even 2023, as good as they were, for you to get them, the, that, that fan base on board. Now, you, you do because it's, it's not complicated. You have a ton of really, really good players, but it took a long time to get there. Not every team has that cushion, has that luxury to be able to do that. So with the Orioles, Sure, good for you. With the Rays, you're not drawing any fans, but you win, fine. You win, you're doing your best, you win. You're cutting payroll, you win. You don't have Shane McClanahan, you still win. That's another outlier. The Yankees, the Yankees couldn't do this. The Yankees couldn't play the long game. They couldn't do, they are pushing away apathy. And as Brian Cashman said, we want this to be the pinstripes to be the mecca 
Well, they're saying we don't. We want to make it very, very clear this is the place to be. Here comes Juan Soto. Here comes Alex Verdugo. Maybe here comes Yamamoto. All that. It was there is no room for interpretation about how the Yankees are perceived. The Red Sox, there is still interpretation how they're perceived. And that's a dangerous thing. We're going to have to ride that out and we're going to have to see. But there are other teams who have spent in the past who you maybe can take a lesson here where this is baseball. There's finance, finances in baseball are fine. Business is good. It's good. So. Put your best foot forward and do what you need to do to get your fan base excited. And that's the payoff. Winning, yes. Winning ultimately is a thing that will draw people in. You get to the end of the year and you could take this slow play approach. You know, we're we're getting the right pieces. There's no stars. And you get to September, you get to October, and all of a sudden you win. Great. But to get to that point, it's hard, and and it's hard to do that. That that's still to build a team. You need to have the foundation guys, and usually that costs money. Usually that means getting uncomfortable. You need those foundation guys. The Phillies did it, right? The Phillies have those foundation guys. They spent money. The owners understood that. John Middleton understood that. And yeah, you you can do with the Arizona Diamondbacks, but again, that took time. That took time to. Draft the right guys, develop the right guys. All of a sudden, there you have Corbin Carroll. You make a good trade and Zach Allen. You, you know, you, you find the right pieces. And now what do they do? Boom. Here you go. We win. We put the foundation in place. Now we're spending money. But you got to find the right foundational guys. That's just a fact. And the Dodgers, there's no better example of that. They knew. I mean, they were very fortunate to get where they did, to have the year that they did. Well, everybody knew they were saving a lot of this money for you know, a run at Tani and maybe a run at Yamamoto. So, but the another thing that they have to be wary of, will the Dodgers win if they don't make another move now? Probably, because that's usually what they do. But they also, they, you have to get to the next level. Like, they have to get past the Braves. I don't care. Like, Braves... From top to bottom, maybe still the most talented team. And you have to get past the Phillies. And then you have to get past some of these other teams that are up and coming. That's fine. But right now, the Dodgers, if you look at their starting rotation, the projected starting rotation right now, Bobby Miller, Waukee Bueller, who there's no guarantee is going to be ready for opening day, Ryan Yarborough, Emmett Sheehan, and Ryan Pepo. I'm sorry, Papo. Man, I knew what, what people. What, what am I doing, Papo? All right, you know how many total starts that group had in 2023? Let me do the math for you: 38, 38 total starts. I mean, I, obviously, nobody, it, nobody doesn't think that they're not going to go after Yamamoto. Nobody doesn't think that they're going to try to make a trade for maybe a Dylan Cease or Tyler Glasnow or somebody. They had, if you invest this money, much money, and we understand the, the deferral, so Otani made it so that they could actually win games and not be hamstrung by this too, too much. But if you do this, you're you're going to go for You're still going to get the top of the rotation. And they tried, right? They tried it at the deadline last year, and it came back to, to bite them. They weren't able to get that guy. They weren't able to get whoever it was, Eduardo Rodriguez or whatever other pitcher that they couldn't get. So they're going to have to do it. 38 total starts for that group. 
that's not going to be the group. Spoiler alert, that's not going to be the group. The dam is yet to be broken when it comes to this offseason, but it's coming. The, it's cracking. Otani was the first one. Now comes Yamamoto, then boom. Boom. I mean, you just you can't you can't only get so deep in the offseason. I know they say that for the last couple of years, but we're sitting here almost in the middle of December. Players, believe me, players and teams, they want to know what's going on. They lose their patience. All right, final thing I want to do is I want to highlight a column by Bob Nightingale of USA Today. If you go to my Twitter account, at Bradfoe, then you can go find, I, I did a link to this, and basically the premise of it was was pretty simple, which was that over the last few days, over the weekend, this was, the title of it was a Sunday Baseball Sunday Notebook, Shohei Itani, Free Agency Hysteria, brought out the worst in MLB media, we can do better. And it's such a good column, because he's right. And the good thing I like about it is that he calls himself out. He he actually gives example of how he has had missteps. And we have all had missteps. We get excited about getting information out. And maybe we don't vet it as much as we should. And in this case, it was to the extreme. I mean, it was to the extreme. And there's different levels of this. There's different examples of this. There's different types of, I guess, reporters that we're talking about here or people reporting. You know, there's sort of the more established reporters who, you know, maybe the national reporters who are in this competition with a small group, but they want to get this, the biggest story out there. There is, you know, maybe a local person that wants to make the name for themselves. So they get that out there. Maybe there's just somebody who is on Twitter uh, or X or whatever who is is wants to think that they have something that somebody else doesn't look at look at they're leading the way uh here's the obvious path to this information and the the obvious case in this respect was the following the private jet turned out to be the shark tank guy but it's it, it's all of it it's all of it and that's what bob points out in this column and and I think that every once in a while, you know, we'll go to a journalism class and we'll speak about this, about the rush and the rush to get everything right first. And this was another example of this. And and there are some people that held their water that was did the uh the the Mel Gibson hold, 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 right? Braveheart. They did that, good for them. There, there wasn't, and ultimately, Otani did what, let's be honest, not a lot of people are able to do. But the agent and Otani were intent on this. Now, we had Buster only talk about how ridiculous a lot of this stuff was, and it was ridiculous. It was. But, but, but the paranoia is one thing. The paranoia on behalf of that to get out, to make sure that they ultimately were able to release it on his Instagram is one thing. That's a different conversation. What we're talking about is the desperation of people instead of what, instead of just getting it right and, and maybe just giving opinions along the way, but there is this desperation to be first. And it's, it's, I've seen this a lot locally. Uh, I see this a lot nationally. This is just a, a thing now. It's just a thing. And 
I just want to give Bob a lot of credit, once again, for not only surfacing this, but writing it in, I think, a fair way, in a way that I think also resonates, resonates because he points out how he has gone through. He, he highlights another, an example of this was that he gives is something that happened out of the winter meetings where there was this, oh, uh, Bob Nightingale and Jed Hoyer got into this very heated discussion. And it was about Otani, about suggesting that Otani isn't, isn't uh, in, in play with the Cubs. And as Bob points out, it was like a 10 second conversation and it wasn't about that at all. It was about Christopher Morrell, about him being available in a trade. So, you know, it, it, this, this is a lot of it. And I'm not sitting there holier than thou. I'm like, you know, Bob, like I've had missteps before. You do everything you can to have, not have missteps. But every once in a while, we have these moments where we say, okay, you know, let's take a step back and realize the good and the bad and, and how the reality of everything. Uh, and, but is, is it going to change anything? Probably not. Because I think there's more and more and more and more of the, the thirst and the, and the desire, not only for people who work for newspapers, but for people who don't work for anybody. And like, I think that, and I'm not saying those people can't break stories, but there's this desire to do that more than ever. But I don't know, take a breath, understand what happened with this Otani thing. It was, it was chaotic. It was like nothing. It was, it was a, it was a unique I want to say once in a lifetime, but we'll probably see something like this again. It's a, but we've never seen anything like this to this point. All right, that's why we did this podcast. All right, at BB isn't boring. At BB isn't boring. Social account, Instagram account. Appreciate everybody listening. We're going to keep all the stuff coming. We've got a big week coming up. up. We already have all the, everybody lined up. I'll keep you updated on what's going on. But, uh, yeah, thanks to everybody. I don't know if you know this. i said that three times now, but... Just want to make everyone aware, Shohei Itani is a Los Angeles Dodger, and all credit goes to Ashley Kelly.